This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Army says it wants to become a model of diversity, equality, and inclusion. To do so, it's added an annex to its 2019 People Strategy. The five-year plan has some new requirements for federal managers and their commanders. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni joins me now with the details. Scott, tell us more about this annex to the five-year plan that is a year into its course. Right. Well, what this does is it really just sort of looks at the policies that the Army has already put out there for biases that they may have not thought of. And that could include creating new governance structures. It looks at training and education. It even looks at how they reach out to people in the sense of, you know, maybe we're not... uh, taking in all the cultures and backgrounds that we possibly could in our ad campaigns in uh, the way that we are, you know, recruiting and sending recruiters out into different areas. So they're really trying to take a holistic look at how they can put more diversity, equality and inclusion within the army. So they're looking at what you might call the feedstock, getting more diversity and inclusion at the recruitment level. And then that will inculcate itself throughout the rest of the army. Is that the theory here? Well, it's it's not just the, the recruitment level. That's just one of the levels that is sort of interesting because they haven't really looked at that before. But it's also the very high level types of things. You know, the way they do promotion boards, as you know, they've already gotten rid of pictures in the way that they uh, decide to promote people. Just some small things like that. Um, even things like uh, the, the, pres- the way you present yourself as a soldier, uh, having a clean shaven face, some people may have uh, certain diseases or things like that that prevent them from having to shave and keeping a clean-shaven face all the time. So, uh, you know, just going through and looking at all these possible things that just make life easier and more inclusive within the Army. And they've had some challenges on religious grounds with respect to grooming and hair and so forth, too, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, you know, in the Sikh religion, you're supposed to uh, keep your beard and your hair longer, uh, also in some Muslim religions and things like that. So, you know, there's an uh, an understanding of, of these backgrounds and trying to, you know, take into account that people have religious liberty as well as working for an employer. All right. What are some of the initiatives they're planning to make this take effect? Yeah, most of these are in a sort of pilot stage right now. One of them is called the Urban Access Initiative. It's a pilot that targets people in inner cities, younger people, trying to help them uh, come into the Army, think about the Army earlier and the sorts of things that they may need to do to keep up to date with the Army's needs and stay in into the Army. Another thing is, is called the Mentorship with External Groups. So they're going to be working with the NAACP, the National S- Society for Black Engineers, just ways that they can sort of reach out and help cultivate people with an interest in that sort of, of STEM uh, background. Another thing is the ROTC, it's the ROTC mentor program. And this, this one's really interesting because they're sending senior officers to work with cadets. And the importance of this is that really, you know, they're hoping that they can bring a more diverse senior officer class into the next uh, generation, you know, 30 years from now. So the importance of doing that, bringing these senior officers down to the high school and college level is, is really uh, paramount because it helps them uh, to, to have some mentors and some people to look up to. And they're also, as I understand, changing some of the doctrine with respect to drill sergeants who tend to be on the younger side that are taking care of the recruits when they first come in, changing it from less of a screaming and confrontational and and intimidating type of situation to more of a mentoring and training situation. Right. It's more about teamwork, building the brotherhood, building uh, that that sort of fight with yourself, Uh, you know, being up for 18 hours in a row and trying to, you know, work it as a team. 
you know, that's the important stuff that they really want to get across, not necessarily that you can handle someone screaming in your face. And that's sort of what they're taking into this, this boot camp training. We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni. And so the people's strategy, the people's the people strategy, the people strategy from 2019, what did that include that this adds to? Yeah. So, you know, this annex this is an annex to that larger uh, strategy. And that strategy was all about taking talent management into the 21st century. And that's doing things not by the way that you look or by the way that things are traditionally done, but by the way uh, that you produce. And it's using data to really drive those results. So, you know, trying to bring in lots of different attribute, attributes about certain soldiers and, and cater their tastes to the, the possible positions that they may hold within the army. So if you like playing video games and you like coding, why the heck would you be an infantryman when you could be a cyber warrior? So, you know, really just kind of catering the army to specific people to make them really thrive better within the service. Of course, it's harder to find people that like infantry and want to put up with the the vicissitudes that that can bring. And the challenges, I mean, is this going to be easy for the Army? It sounds like they're changing a lot of moving parts all at once. Yeah. So I talked to one of the the former secretaries of defense for personnel and readiness, uh, Brad Carson, and we really talked about how the Army is just one institution. They have an uphill battle with this. So to get into the Army and to stay an officer, you need a college degree. You need to not have a criminal record. Uh, If you're in certain minority groups, you may live in a neighborhood that's patrolled more by police officers. There may be laws that might uh, be catered a little bit toward you. Selling loose cigarettes is something that some groups may not do, but others, you know, do do that, and it's illegal. You could be convicted so, of it, in other words. Right, convicted. And then because of that, you're uh, left out of the army. And so, you know, this is a, a cross-institutional sort of issue that the army is trying to work within its own institution to do. Now, we did mention they're working with external groups, which may try and change other things like laws and how police officers patrol neighborhoods. But, you know, the army can only do so much within its ranks. And and that's really the uphill battle they're working against. So recruiters might have the discretion or the people that decide these things in the army could have the discretion to look at a conviction and say, no, this wasn't murder or gun running. It was selling a filterless camel. For 10 cents. Exactly. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to bring up was Caleth Wright, who was the former top enlisted airman in the Air Force. And he said, you know, I'm a black man. I could have been George Floyd. And, you know, he could have been pulled over at any moment. And that's sort of one of the things that, uh, you know, maybe black service members have to deal with right now in the sense that their career could be completely taken off trajectory with one police officer pulling them over and and changing their lives and giving them a a ticket or arresting them. And getting to the officer level, one of the issues that all the services are dealing with is the fact that even though they have much more diversity in terms of race and gender in their incoming ranks and at the lower ranks, but that thins out when it gets to the upper officer ranks. Is that something also the Army's examining? Yeah, and, and that's sort of the, the, the whole crux behind this whole strategy is, like I said, they want to look 30 years down the road from now because they can't change it exactly right at this second, right? Uh, so they, they're trying to sort of bring in new people and help cultivate them to go to higher levels. At this moment, there's 11 times more white senior officers than there are minority. There's eight in 100 senior officers are black. So the disparity is quite large, especially even considering the the racial makeup of America, the disparity is still pretty large. So uh, it's something that the army thinks will not only help them in the long run by making them more dynamic, but it will also help improve the quality of soldiers by bringing in lots of different ideas and backgrounds. Federal News Network, Scott Mossione, thanks so much.
Thank you. Be sure to check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.